we move on to the next and the important questions. And this is found in Acts chapter 9, verse 6. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. We had earlier in uh, an earlier message in this series with Jesus asking, what will you have me to do for you? Now with Paul, the role is reversed. Paul is found asking, what do you want me to do? This was quite a interesting situation and we're going to talk more about that in a moment. But Paul was a very, very proud Pharisee. And he's been knocked off of his high horse, literally. And that's where he comes to this place where he says to Jesus, who is speaking to him, and, and Jesus tells him, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. And so that he knows who he's talking to. And it's the very Jesus that Paul has been doing everything that he can to kill everyone that has been serving Jesus. He, he's doing that. And, and now here he is and he's saying, Lord, what would you have me to do? What will you have me do? Finding God's will for our lives often takes some odd directions. Sometimes God permits us to make mistakes. Sometimes God permits us to do things totally in rebellion against him. Sometimes God allows us to stay in the wilderness until we are ready to go into the promised land. Ask the Israelite children. You want to stay in this wilderness? You want to reject me? Then I will leave you there for 40 years till all of you die. That's what Jesus said, isn't it? And so that's that's where we see is sometimes God puts you through these things to really find what it is that is his will in your life. And I believe that he does have a will in your life. I believe that he has a calling in your life. And But oftentimes we don't find that calling right away. I've said to God... I, Forgive me for saying that, but it's like, just make it like you did with the Israelite children. They got up to the Red Sea, and it's like, that's the only place that they've got to go. You parted the Red Sea. That's the only direction they can go. Sometimes it feels like there's multiple directions, but God wants you following him. And, and here is my statement. You've heard me say it before. You will hear me say it again. Our job is to put our nose in the back of God, Jesus Christ, and walk where it is that he walks and do what it is that he says to do. And that's when we come to the place that we understand what it is that God would have us to do. Now, we're going to make four points here. Point number one. God will not use you until you submit. Submission is absolutely a requirement for God to use you. You can get the education. You can be willing. You can bug God all day long. I want, I want, I want. 
God will not use you. He said, I would have obedience rather than sacrifice. And so he wants us to obey him. He wants us to submit to him. And, and so that's what's happening with Paul. Paul has been doing all these religious things that he thought he was supposed to do as a Pharisee. And now it's like, Lord, what would you have me to do? Now I'm willing to do it your way. And when we come to the place that we're willing to do it God's way, God will use us. Point number two, sometimes God must bring unpleasant things to bring us to that place of submission. Paul, when he was actually Saul at that time, the world was at his feet. He had studied under the one of the greatest pharisaical teachers that there was, Gamaliel, and he was headed for the heights of popularity and prestige and position. And he had all of these things. And he's on his way to Damascus with letters from the high priest to arrest every Christian that he can find. And wham! God knocked Paul flat and blinded him. And Paul was left blind for several days. And he had a Christian come and pray for him to receive his sight. Submission doesn't come easy for human beings. I had a mentor that used to use this as an example, and I always just kind of smiled at him. He would say, I'm going to move into your house and take over your life. I'm going to tell you what to eat and where to go and when you can go there. I'm going to tell you how to live. I'm going to tell you what you can have. <coughs> now, are you ready? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, you won't. That's what we say to God. Oh, no, you won't. I've used the, the scenario, and you'll probably hear me use it again in other messages because I've used it often, using the picture of animals and how their babies react to them. A monkey swings through the trees. It seems to take no real deep concern for its baby at all. The baby has to wrap her arms around the neck of its mama and her feet around the waist of her mama, and she better be holding on with everything inside of her because mama is swinging in the trees, and if she lets go, she's going to hit the ground. That's the way it is. You take a look at, at a cow, a bull. If you try to pull a bull to some place, it's going to plant its feet and it ain't moving because it doesn't know where you're taking it. And so it's like, no, I'm staying right here. You're not going to get me to go anywhere. 
I, I love, I love the big cats. I love watching videos about the big cats. I, when I used to go to the zoos, I loved to hang out around the big cats. The most majestic and powerful creatures. They could be happy with you and tear your face off. <laughs> they, they, they just, they're, they are so awesomely powerful and their jaws can literally crunch through things that just is, is unthinkable. And Mama Lion reaches down and grabs a hold of the lion cub by the nap of the neck. She could rip through that cub's neck and kill it in an instant. But the cub trusts her. And so as she grabs a hold of that cub and picks it up by the nap of the neck, the cub just goes limp because it's like, I don't know where mama's taking me, but mama's taking me somewhere good, either to eat or to protect me or something. And so I'm okay with that. That submission of saying, and, and you know, it, it isn't easy for us human beings because we don't want somebody to come into our house and tell us how to live. But when we come to that place of doing that in our relationship with God, again, he will use us. Point number three, submission doesn't always bring the bubbled up salvation. Some teach when you submit to God, he will give you money. You will never get hurt. You will walk around laughing and joyous all of the time. <laughs> I used to call that term. In fact, I still do dancing with butterflies. I'm going to just submit to God and then I'm going to dance with butterflies. Paul lost everything. His prestige, his position all of that was gone. He was stoned. He was whipped. He was thrown into prison. Have you gotten it yet? If you're sitting and relaxing, it is because Satan is not a bit concerned about you. Because if you are truly submitted to God and you are doing what he has told you to do, what wilt thou have me to do? And he's told you and you are doing it, then you have a target on your back because Satan doesn't like you. And he wants to destroy you. He tried to destroy Paul. He put him into a position of being shipwrecked into terrible circumstances. And when Paul survived that, then he sent a snake to bite Paul on the hand. That So just because you submit doesn't mean that everything is going to go wonderful. As I keep saying in this series, the preachers that tell you that are heretics. They are not good preachers. They are not prophets. They are not godly. They are heretics. Read the story of Paul and all the things that he went through after he accepted what Christ wanted him to do. Point number four. 
God called Paul out from among them. Paul would never settle for the watered-down version. He had experienced a real confrontation with a real God. And he would never be the same. Made him unpopular many times. Made him unpopular. Certainly he was unpopular with his people, the Jews. And he would go into the synagogues and he would preach to them, even though he knew that that would make him unpopular because he had had a confrontation with a real God that changed him forever. <clears throat> See, we profess oftentimes in our society that we're having revival and yes, it is something that frustrates me greatly. I spent much of my ministry career doing revivals, and it frustrates me greatly when we call these phony things that happen a revival from God, and it isn't. We can't settle for this if we have really come into the presence of God. If you've been in the presence of God, you will never settle for something less than the real thing. You will never settle for it. That's one of the reasons that I struggle so much in ministry these days is because I can remember those times. I've got tapes of those times when the Lord just exploded into our services. People were weeping and crying. We had one Wednesday night supposed Bible study that we never quit singing, revive us again. And we had like 17 people on the altar on Wednesday night. When you've experienced those kinds of services, just going in and singing a couple of songs and preaching a message will never satisfy you. And it wouldn't satisfy Paul. I've asked this question before, and it often led to tough times in my life as God used me as he wanted to and not as I wanted to. If Paul would have known, would he have said this? Now, he was going to find out. God revealed to him what he was going to suffer. Jesus says that. He says it to Ananias as he sends him to pray for Paul to be healed. I must show him all the things that he's going to suffer for me. But at the moment of time, when Paul says this question to Jesus, what wilt thou have me to do? He didn't know all of the things that he was going to go through. Would he have still said this? Are you willing to say it in your own life? Are you willing to say it in your own life? Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? This one is a little bit shorter, but again, I feel like that I covered what the Lord wanted me to cover. And so we have done that. Thank you very much for listening. Be sure, but ask the Lord today, because even if you go through struggles, you will find it was worth every step that you took. God bless you.